This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is Defenders Live. you do what did you do i didn't do nothing oh it God. moved why are you moving your stuff i didn't i was doing this oh my god welcome to monday it feels like a damn monday <laughs> holy smokes stuff's breaking and falling apart i get a haircut you, you know? get a haircut i look, look 12 again you it's look great. like you lost a bet i'm just saying like uh i look I, no no okay because look i went to no, the, no, no. No, no i went to look. the office i went to the office right yeah, you did. I went to the office today, <laughs> and I was talking with the, the the receptionist at the front desk. Uh huh. And uh, she 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 was like, she looked at my driver's license, and she was like, "You look really young in your driver's license photo." I was like, "Yeah, that's what happens when I cut my hair." I was gonna say, and she didn't believe me because Friday. I had like you were I was down to here. you were this shy of much longer, and you could have put it in a really. Weird ponytail. I can't, I can't stand it. No, I know you can't, but I mean, that's, Jeez, you were, you were very much, you yeah, know, know, Tom Cruise-esque. No, well, back and in that, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, I mean, it was a comb back, not quite. Yeah, I was doing, door, it was close. mainly slick back at that and point. And you're just yeah. like, and done. Well, not quite. I did clear it out. Like, I did fade it and, yeah, and. You, you still look like you lost a bet. <laughs> Whatever. I, I mean, it's care. just because of the, the change. It's just the That's automatic all. change for you. For me, I'm like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to look. This right. is, yeah, he's like, this is normal me. I feel good. This is me. I'm back to normal. Anyway, speaking of anyway, back to normal. Yeah. Back to my, so we were supposed to have here in North Carolina, snowpocalypse. Yes. Or snowmageddon. Snowmageddon's. Whatever it, it became, was. It became ice and rain. It was a little bit of ice, a little bit of rain. It was normal for North Carolina, actually. Exactly, yes. What we, we, we um, expect. So one of the guys I work with was nice enough to take a bunch of spools, yeah, big spools, mm-hmm. and cut them up, yeah, and give me the wood. So I'm burning the wood. Yes. Needless to say, spool wood is not. You it shouldn't be burns it, really hot. Yeah, you shouldn't use it in the house. Well, no, you just shouldn't be like trying to inhale it. It burns, and you know what? Yeah, I don't. I have the little glass uh-huh. shutters. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. I had. You melted them, didn't you? No. I did have one explode on me. (laughs) I had it so hot. Now, he didn't cut them proper size, so I had to angle them, and they were still kind of letting smoke in. So I closed. I was able to close them to keep the smoke in, Mm -hmm. and apparently one of them was touching the glass, and it had been running all day. Oh, so yesterday, no. about 6, 30, 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. all of us, I'm sitting next to the fireplace. All of a sudden, skadoosh, <laughs> glass everywhere, and it just falls. <laughs> One of the little tube pl- falls down. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, this is... Uh, uh, you know what? I think this you, is uh, fantastic. Oh no! I know. No, hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. I'm not done. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I meant to bring it in. Uh-huh. I swear to God. Uh huh. I don't know how. Yeah, I'm. It got so hot. I made glass in my fireplace. I made glass. I have the chunklets. All right. At okay. Home. All right. I'm going to bring them. I'm going to take pictures and you show know, you. I think what we need to do, <laughs> uh, because most people, if you're watching on video, you'll notice that there's a picture hanging behind our faces. It's not a memorial picture. The guy hasn't <laughs> passed away. No, no, no. None of that. Um, <laughs> 
he has some experience with exploding things. He does. And I think we need to get his uh, opinion on <laughs> this. Opinion on bit. this, we do. Also, we have a whole bunch of questions for him. Because uh, as we said before, we're we're going to start holding these candidates, you know, to the to the fire. We're going to start paying attention to who they are, right. seeing who's trying to run, and not just locally. Again, it's anybody. If you have suggestions, you send us at doashowgmail.com. But or we're going to focus socials. Local. But yeah, we're, until we get something like that, we're focusing on home. Yeah, um, because we need to know. <laughs> we we do because I mean, granted, this fella is not in our district, but I know people in his area. And it's good to have the information. Yes. So there you go. Click the thingy right there. Yeah. There you go. So Max Beckwith. Yes. Running for what is currently the 7th District. <laughs> Maybe change to the 3rd <laughs> in the coming year. If you've never lived in North Carolina, you know it changes almost uh, as often as the weather. Yes, uh, which is every day. But yeah, he's currently running for Congress, I believe, uh -huh. in the uh, 7th District. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Mr. Max, how are you, sir? I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's pretty easy to create glass in an enclosed fireplace if you have the, uh, the appropriate stuff. Boom. Uh, apparently, he had. Apparently, just I did. I didn't know this. I was dumb. <laughs> so I was. You're talking about the giant spools for like telephone wires and one of the giant mm -hmm. spools that look yeah. like giant. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. If not mistaken. Those are those are soaked in the type of kerosene to That's make why them resistant to mold and rotten. Yep. But yeah. they burn. That's really why well. they burn really it's not good. Inside your house. <laughs> it's not supposed to be it's inside not, your house. Again, you're not supposed to be inhaling it. <laughs> I closed the door. <laughs> Don't do it inside. It was a ventilated area. Fire barrel. I would, I would also. <laughs> yeah. I would also say that I would have an issue with the glass making company of that glass that you had uh, holding it back because that should have been tempered glass and most certainly wasn't. Yeah, well, mm. and it did. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. In the middle of a guest, I know. I know. I know. Sorry, this is. I said it. I have to. Sorry. Just bear with us. <sighs> to be fair. To be fair. Um, it, is, uh, it is an older house. The fireplace is it, it. The whole thing is it's kind of been used. I, I have an older house. I know. Uh, do you mind if I are you gonna sell me your glass cover? That's not a glass cover. Oh, it's not. No, well, it's just a metal screen. Poo. <laughs> Never mind. You don't get this. Yeah, I have an old house, and I just have a metal screen too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one has the metal screen part of it, but it they had the little glass, and it was it was it's very old. I look like they had used it from somewhere else. <laughs> but it just had, I mean, and, and again, it well, had been, it, it could have also, they could have, you said it was because the glass exploded because it was touching, but it could have been if that glass had even a small little crack in it, the heat, but the differential between the inside fireplace yep. heat and the outside cold air could have caused it. Like, <clears throat> like if you get a, I didn't know this until it happened to us, but a Pyrex dishes, you yes. get a little crack in a Pyrex dish and then you put it on the counter, let it cool down. It'll explode. It'll explode. Yeah, and that's, done. and that's what I think happened because this particular door has a, ha had a, had, I took had. the damn thing off, had a habit of if you opened it all the way, and I mean all the way to where they touched, it would try to come loose and fall out. So it is highly possible that- Probably had a chip in the it corner. It fell and chipped, somewhere. yeah, somewhere. Yeah. And, and just because of the intense heat mixed with, mm -hmm. you know- all that good jazz. Yeah, so Max. Uh, Max Welcome is, to Science 101. 
like we said, he's running on the Republican ticket. Yes. Uh, he's a constitutional libertarian, so he says. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 We're about to find out. Right. <laughs> um, and running for the current 7th Congressional <laughs> District. Um, blue collar yeah. family. Yeah. No, sorry. I was just going to say, just going back to the districting thing. I swear they change so often. It's it's every day, basically. Uh, and every you, 10 years. You feel sooner than that, to be honest with you. Speaking of tenure, your entire family has a long history in uh, military service. Yes. Yep. And, and surviving it. <laughs> yeah. Or he wouldn't be here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you. For- and all of your family. And all of your family. <laughs> So let's basic booger heads like me be here to do what we do. Exactly. (sighs) So, uh, all right. So first and foremost, you're running. Why? Yeah. So so I'm running because one, Rouser is the incumbent and he's gone on his fifth term, but he's ran unopposed the last three terms. And I have a saying that competition breeds betterment. So even if I win the primary and I win the the election i hope i have a challenger in every primary because it that's how you keep your politicians honest yes that's how you can address their flaws before it becomes a big issue replace them yep. now that being said i don't think rouser is a corrupt swamp creature i think he's just tired he's been in it for a while and he just he doesn't we just watch his videos that he does now compared to his videos he did first second third term it's a different person yeah. And I think he went in with good intentions. He just became ingrained in DC and and is become like get along to go along. Not that he, as I, like I said, I don't think he's corrupt or, or part of the problem necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am for term limits, so I think he's been there long enough and he should let some fresh blood come in. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a good answer. Okay. That's a a good one. Um that, you sure you know what you're getting into? <laughs> I mean, this is in depth here. Yeah, they, I mean, it's Congress for crying out loud. Like it's <clears throat> like you were just hinting at. It's it is not exactly uh, known for being squeaky clean and above board. I mean, true, but that's also why I'm not going to make a lot of friends, considering that I did another podcast and uh, just from my platform alone, they dubbed me the uh, anti-corruption candidate. Oh, nice. I mean, if you're going to get called something. That's a good dub. I like this dub. Yeah. If you're going to get called something, then then you have a policy. And I'm one of the only candidates you'll find that, like, you you see people where they're like, oh, I'm running, and if you elect me, we'll drain the swamp, (laughs) and we'll we'll, we'll beat the Democrats, and I'll help do this, this, or that. But they don't give you any meat and potatoes on their website of what the hell they're actually going to do. Just to give you an example. It doesn't have to be the right solution. Just give you something to mull over on every single platform I have on my website on every policy I give you some kind of meat and potatoes it may not be the right solution but at least I'm giving you something which mm-hmm. is a whole lot I was gonna say which is a lot more than what you get from a lot of folks yes because usually everybody says well I'm I'm about you know the schools I, I I have a passion and heart for the school system and it's all it's all just all messed up well how would you fix it we'll figure that out right <laughs> Just elect no, me. I have figured out. I have policy for schools on my platform. Um, people, like I said, the guy called me an, the anti-corruption candidate because I have a bill on my website called the uh, uh, anti uh, the, the corrupt politicians and bureaucrat act, which it essentially would hold politicians accountable in Congress legally and and financially. Wow! Right. For, uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty pretty stringent, and it's not like a 
a long and cumbersome thing. It's a three-month investigation if you're found wanting by a special prosecutor. They have two degrees of separation, no more. If they find that you were bribed, took backroom deals, violated your oath, whatever it is, uh, insider trading, the sergeant arms comes with a warrant, puts you in cuffs, you go to Capitol Police, go to the tombs, you don't pass go, you don't collect $200, and during the investigation of that three months, you are stripped of all your subcommittees. You can still vote, on main bills, I'll come to the floor, but you cannot be part of the subcommittees while under investigation in that three-month period. Well, that would be a good thing. That's yeah. a good one. That'd okay, good. I, you, you mentioned something about the voting, and that strikes up one of the, probably the single biggest pet peeve that I have. Okay. When it comes to... Oh, um, before you get there. Uh, bye, Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah, bye, Facebook. You want to watch it, you go to Rumble. <laughs> Sorry, we're, I'm in the middle of this. I'm, I'm in depth now. Yeah. So one of the biggest things that l- chaps my hiney to absolutely no end mm-hmm. is when you have congressmen, senators, and everybody else who get up on the hill and they vote present. <sighs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Now that personally drives me banana sandwich. If y- you're hired, you win the election, and you become the congressman, for the you know the the seventh district, which may turn into the third, but I digress. Um, <laughs> what are are you are you regardless of what a bill is and what the the bill is presented to? Are you going to be someone who just votes present? By by voting just present, are you saying like abstaining or or are you saying present as in a yay? No, no, like present you, as like, in you are there. Yeah, you're just you're there. You're not giving an answer either way. Like like what Obama did for oh, no, the two years answer. of no, his tenure. I may give you a long winded explanation, but one way or the other, you're going to get an answer out of me. Yeah. So if it came to a vote, it's you, if you you're going to vote one way or another, and it'll be yay or nay. Yeah. yeah okay. It's not going to be a, oh well maybe this this or that, but no, it'll be no because you're fucking stupid. Or, gotcha. Yay because it's a good thing. Gotcha. There you go. Well, and the only reason I ask it like that is because a lot of people will say, well, you know, we were all liking this bill, but the problem with it is they threw this little thing in here that I just don't agree with, and so therefore I don't I don't like it, but I can't say no because I'm for this, you know. I, no, then the, the answer to that is I'm, I was for this until they threw this crap into it, so it's a no because of this BS policy that they're trying to sneak in. There you exactly. go. Exactly, yes. That's, that's, what, that's what I was wondering. That's what he wants. Yeah. That's what he wants to know. Part of my, part of my anti-corruption policy platform is that I'm for standalone bills. I'm for... Um, a blanket policy that when you take your when you when you swear your oath and when you enter the halls of Congress or whatnot, added to all of this is there needs to be if you vote on a bill or legislation, there should be a a legally binding sworn affidavit that you have read every letter, every dotted every I and T initial at the bottom of every page of every bill you're voting yes on. Because then the way, the way that happens is, is that if someone comes back and says, we won't have the Nancy Pelosi, well, we have to vote for it to see what's in it bullshit. Yeah. And right. then you'll have the, you'll have the people who are like, well, you voted for this two years ago. Well, I don't remember what you signed on here on page three, three thirty nine that you read the page. So now you're in contempt of Congress in violation of your sworn affidavit. So mm-hmm. now you're held in contempt of Congress. Yeah, that would be. And I mean, that, that, that would, would help a lot in uh, one of your platforms, which you say is uh, eliminating the uh, 2000 plus page bills yeah. uh, with only 24 to 48 yeah. hours to read all 2000 plus pages. I would also, part of that would also be that. So if you give me a bill and it's a thousand pages, it, 
it's 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 a day for every 10 pages gotcha that makes sense that makes sense gotcha and because and it, it if, takes that long to actually comprehend through, it and then they find out that they snuck something else in there well guess what the clock restarts nice <laughs> for every extra would, page now you realize page. now you realize by doing this that you sir are going to be if, if this was to go through you would realize that this would grind congress to a complete halt how dare you no <laughs> i couldn't even give a straight face with that I was trying to be the, the devil's advocate on that. It's, it's not happening. Government's supposed to move. It's it's they're all just stalemates. So you're just Well here's a here's a question I have for people all the time where they always talk about, oh, it's the Republicans' fault for government shutdown, or oh the Democrats are government shutdown, or whatever it is. Government shutdown doesn't mean that the government shut down. That just means the non essential personnel get a paid vacation. Yeah. My question is if they're non essential, why do they have a job in the first place? Right. Yeah. And well and I've always wondered if if they're not essential to be there. Then why are they getting paid to be on vacation? Exactly. So I, if I had it my way, I would cut the federal government pretty much employee wise in half. Sadly, you won't have it your way in that way. Yeah, you, this isn't Burger King. <laughs> you don't get to have it your way. But I, but I, I like, I like your understanding. Pro, I'm also pro removing the Department of Education and removing the IRS and doing yes. a whole bunch of other things, repealing the 16th and the 17th amendments. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's there's a fair amount of things that I'm very, very libertarian, constitutional libertarian-esque in that. And it's I'm actually the first candidate to run <clears throat> as a constitutional libertarian. We've had constitutionalists, we've had libertarians, but I, I'm the first one I've been able to find that actually runs as combining the two. But people always try to see, well, what is, well, what is a constitutional libertarian? And it's really simple. It's like a scientific method. Mm-hmm. If a bill's constitutional, then okay, it passes the first checkpoint. Then the most the second checkpoint. All right, it's constitutional, but is it expanding government or is it limiting government? Is it expanding personal freedoms? Is it hindering personal freedoms? FISA courts are technically constitutional. I don't. I would not have voted for them because they violate civil liberties. Yeah. If they're if it's not constitutional, it doesn't even get pinned to the second portion. If it's something that does not blatantly in the Constitution or in precedent and law, say whether or not it is or is not constitutional. It's a state's rights issue. It goes to the Ninth and Tenth Amendment, and then it goes down to the courts. Right. Yep. It's literally as simple as it is. Yep. That's mm-hmm. the, we kind of tell people the same thing. The best way to describe it is we filter. Everything gets filtered through the Constitution, and wherever it falls after that, it's pretty much on you, and as long as it doesn't hurt somebody else. That's right. That's yep. that's the, the, the two cent answer. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, well, so here I'll, I'll bring you this because it's uh, it, it this is a quote from one of our from one of our listeners. Yes, uh, he, he's his name is Techru mm-hmm. on the Twitters, um, the Techru twenty four uh, uh, <laughs> He says a wow. bill brought before Congress should only consist of a single topic, and you should be and, sh- no, and should be no more than ten pages long. I don't think now it's that, that's what you would call a standalone bill, which is what I said. Yeah, is, that's your standalone bill. There's no riders, there's no, there's no kickbacks added. There's no if like term limits. <clears throat> term limits just stand on its own two feet. Yeah. Because guess what? If you add riders and you add other stuff to it, that gives people wiggle room to vote against it. If it stands just term limits, just here it is, ten page, five pages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hell, two pages. It's not that complicated. Yeah. And you get it, and you get people to vote on it. <clears throat> Then the people who vote against it, which will be the liberals and the other establishments, but also the rhinos and the ingrained swamp cap, uh, uh, crony capitalists, those are the ones that you say, listen, there is no reason to vote against this bill, but these fake conservatives and these 
commies in Congress did it. So go vote them out of office. People tell me all the time, they're like, listen, you have all these great bills, but you're not going to get even passed because you have to work across the aisle. It's like, listen, it's not a matter of whether they get passed. It's a matter of getting them to the floor for a vote because then it allows people to see, oh, you're really a commie. Oh, you're a fake conservative. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're Count Dracula and drag. Yeah. (laughs) There's at least one of those in there. Tim Curry? What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I feel horrible now. Anyway. But no, you're right. It, it, it'll it'll it, it kind of brings everything to the surface at that point and causes everybody to, to show their true colors. The only thing that worries me, and this is why, again, we're doing what we're doing here, is, okay, so all of this comes to light. What are, what are people going to do about it? I would argue that there's enough corruption that you could watch going on right now. You, you don't need help. To push the ugliness, of, you know, to the surface. There's plenty of it. You can cut a point at and go. It's mm, very true. Just the handling of this whole COVID thing has been mm-hmm. is is perfect example. Yes. Did you know the the well? We're gonna turn around and we're gonna make OSHA make this mandate, and we're gonna. If that's not as underhanded and corrupt as you could possibly get, I don't know what is. Or how about the CIA hiding pedophiles within their ranks? Yeah, it's, well, it's, I mean, that's like CNN as well. So yeah, they, yeah I mean, but <laughs> the Communist News I mean, Network and 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 the CIA basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 such a law and order individual that I don't care about your personal feelings or about your livelihood if you violated your oath to people. Yep then you're no better than dirt under my boot. Pretty much. Pretty much. We got a, a, I will, a minute. And if I have to, and if I have to, if you come along quietly and take your punishment like a good man or woman, mm-hmm. great. If you want to be uh, still ingrained in the backroom uh, Hillary Clinton style assassinations. Yeah. Uh, they weren't assassinations. We're going to raise you to the ground. <laughs> Those were not assassinations. They were suicides. I mean, we all. How many times have we seen this? As uh, you should know as well as I, as a vet, we've seen this. You know, the whole the twenty-two vet and everything. It's it's the whole. We've seen guys sadly put two bullets in the back of their head and then walk across the street to a parking lot and or to a park. Uh, and hang themselves. We've seen that on a regular basis. Right? Don't sit here and say, I mean, sir, that it, it, it... I can even see the how high profile they are having like maybe two or five people closely that were in their sphere of influence having died mysteriously. Okay, fine. It's DC. It's a bunch of weird stuff. They got yeah. like 27 people that they've known that have oh, yeah. disappeared. Oh yeah, that's <clears throat> that they that they will admit to knowing and that is being talked about. The God knows how many has that has. Oh gosh, that well, no one's talking. On, I saw a funny thing on Twitter, and it was uh, it was a uh, when they Glizzling Maxwell trial when they sealed her little black book of people and whatnot. The Twitter thing said, and I reposted it. If that book had nothing but Republicans in it, it would be on the front page of the New York Times. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> All Republicans. All and I'm still time. waiting for her to commit suicide. Oh. I'm being honest. Yeah. I'm being honest. It, it wouldn't surprise me. No. It wouldn't surprise anybody at this point. No. no. Dear God, no. It, it, would almost, it would almost be suspect if she didn't. Right? Thank you. It's like, how did you not? <laughs> Thank you. See, what do you know? Like, seriously, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you didn't let it all out. You are holding on to something. 
<laughs> Ew. Oh, my goodness. Max Beckwith running for the current 7th District in North Carolina Congress. He's hanging out with us. We've got a still a lot more to go. We got yeah. no more talking with him. We've got articles and stuff to go over like usual. Yep, yep, yep. Make sure you follow us on the Rumbles and watch the show live. <clears throat> you can go to all the social medias at D-O-A-E show. Max's website is max the number four congress.net. That's max the number four congress.net. Go check them out. See what you think about it. We'll be right back. Romica Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company. Much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romica Designs, and if you can dream it, we can probably make it. We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at RomicaDesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at RomicaDesigns.com or visit us on the web at RomicaDesigns.com. Live free, Mojo Five O. I'm Michael Pelka from PuroPelka.com. I'm a big free speech fan. I'm someone who wants everybody to say whatever they want, but I also think it's fair game for us to point out when people say dumb things. The most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo Five O. It's original. It's bold. It's patriotic. It's American. It's American Pride. It's American Pride Roasters Coffee. Historically, great coffee. AmericanPrideRoasters.com Welcome back. We're back. Yeah. Hanging out with Max Beckwith for the running for Congress. 7th District, North Carolina. <sighs> He's hanging out. God bless his heart. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, it's a... Poor fella said yes to coming on and... Coming on to our show. I know. God bless him. That's well, all hopefully we you're having a good time. <laughs> oh, it's... He's like, fun. he's like, I could have been doing this or a root canal. And also sleep. Also and sleep. Is, yeah, and also be sleeping. It's, eh. 
<sighs> it's, uh, by the way, if you want to check him out, if you want to donate, if you want to look at all of his stuff, it's Max, the number four, Congress.net. Max yes. four, Congress.net. He's, he's got all of his, 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 his. On Twitter, it's at Max four, Congress one. Yeah. Um, because apparently the, he had to add the one because another one. Because somebody there. else has it. It was yeah. Max, yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> that um, happens. There, but there's a lot that he's, he shows his, his platform, the things he's running for, where uh-huh. he stands for yep. and believes. All right. You know, everything from returning power back to states, which is nice. That'd be great. And limiting government. Also dear, good. God. Sorry. Like, there. Better? No, I'm, it's fine. It just, you moved it on me <laughs> mid-reading. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Term limits for the House and the Senate. And the Senate. Which would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, eliminating huge giant bills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And one on here, it says, stop overspending, which actually brings us to one of the actual questions that we had for you. Because we was, haven't gotten to any of them. We yet. haven't really got, we've, we've had a glass one or two. Yeah, we've a couple through, of things, but, but we bounced through. So when it comes to, when you say overspending, one, can you, Elaborate on that. And yeah, can you in, indulge in us a and, little bit? And, and two, just yeah. kind of, just kind of add on there, just somewhere in that range. How are you gonna stop it? So I'm a big fan of Rand Paul's penny plan. Okay, you okay. With that, I yeah. am. Yeah, yeah. So one percent of every budget of every department every year being taken back and reduced. I think that's a great, because guess what? If you're a giant department and you're making a, you got a hundred million dollar budget, you're not going to notice if you only have 99 million the next year. Yeah. But you'll be complaining be about it anyway. Oh, you bet your ass. Yeah. We only so got 99 million. Will, so we all, we all, we also know that the policy of saving money does not really exist within the federal government. Um, meaning, for example, I was a shop foreman in the Marine Corps and we had our budget and I had about, uh, I think it was like $800,000 left in our budget. I I had to spend, I wasn't allowed to save it or else we would lose it. Right. Yeah. That was the stupidest policy to have. It is. Yep. Why not, why not do a incentive where, Hey, if your department actually saves money, you'll get the same budget as next year but if you use all your money then you're gonna get less incentivize actually saving a dime i, I like the I, I like this idea more where you save the budget you save money on the budget that rolls over to your next year there's your added bonus yeah exactly exactly no then that, that's that's 100 agree and and that would be also where let's say that you have a hundred million dollar budget. We implement Rand, Senator Rand Paul's plan uh-huh. next year. You have a ninety nine million dollar budget, but you're able to save two million. Guess what? Now you still have a hundred million dollar budget. Yeah, hundred and one million. But now. we were still able to save a million dollars, right? And on on the line item, and every so year we chip it away just a little bit more. Yeah. So well, then there's also the forty three uh, billion dollars per year we give to foreign governments, which I would pull back Ugh. pretty much all of it. Yeah. So the UN, basically. and that's not it. So 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 that's not just the forty three billion dollars. It's also uh, 
not including the compounding interest of the years past and what's owed to us, which is in the hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars. Right, so right, right, right. My policy is that, listen, if you want money from us for humanitarian aid or you want military aid, you have to meet three requirements. For humanitarian aid, you have to meet two out of three. For military and humanitarian, but specifically military aid, you have to meet all three requirements. And the requirements are this. You have to benefit America geopolitically, economically, or militarily. Okay. You don't meet at least two of those requirements. You don't get humanitarian aid. And if you don't meet all three, you don't get jack shit. You don't get military aid. We give $43 billion to over 180-something different countries in the world. Yep. Yeah. And maybe 12 actually have good intent towards us. Yeah. Everybody else were just like, here, have some food and stuff and don't, well, don't try and shoot us to We're giving a billion, a billion dollars to the Taliban government of Afghanistan after they just thrashed us out of there. And then on top of the $83 billion of hardware we left back there. Yeah. Well, like, on, on top of the pallets of cash that we left a, a couple of years back as well. Yeah. So that never that. happened. And then though. I also, I also, for saving money, I worked in the federal contracting arena for for a while, and I actually do to some extent uh, for the state now. Mm-hmm. Um, work with uh, right now, I do. I do like uh, HUD stuff for insurance wise. I don't have anything to do with the budgets. I, I'm the PM. I just build the the projects. Yeah, but essentially, it helps lower income people um, who have suffered because of hurricanes and whatnot. We'll either fix their house, we'll make, we'll tear it down, put a modular or whatever. We help the lower income people who qualify for these grant programs. Um, but when I worked for the government contracting, I was the estimator and bidder doing the $385 million five-year ICTB max for military infrastructure packages and stuff like that. So I understand the big ticket item budget of, of the government and how much wasteful spending that goes on in that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we don't have, I mean, we knew, I mean, look at the, look at the military in our, in the arms we have is we get the lowest common denominator bid and then they do cost overruns. Yep. So I would actually want to see a policy put for our government contractors and that, hey, let's do it on a, it's a bidding situation. And let's say we have a five seats and you have five people out of 30 GCs that bid it. Well, guess what? Maybe not just go with lowest common denominator or the lowest dollar amount. How about we go with what's reasonably accurate and the people who have a history of not doing massive cost overruns and then move it slowly, move it and progress it towards a merit system where maybe five years from now, you're a company that you come on time, come on budget, or sometimes you come on early and you save us money because mm-hmm. you don't do cost overruns and stuff like that. Well, then you get a certain amount of merit points up to say like 10. Well then let's say you come on a bid and did your seat number four out of five, but you have seven merits because you've saved us so much money over the years. Well, guess what? You get a, you get a preferential seat. Now, you get jumped up the, that up the if line. You do a cost overrun. If you do it, if, if you have those seven merits, but then you, your next job you bid and you do, and then you have a cost overrun and we have to pay you, we're going to pay it. But now you start back down at zero. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. It's fair. Yeah. That's pretty Keeps fair. Keeps things flush. Right. So it's a meritocracy based, like America is in general. I'm just trying to bring <laughs> common sense business practices because I was a small <laughs> business owner as well. Mm-hmm. So I understand the paying the paychecks. Yeah. Right. So, which a lot of people in Congress don't know how to do because they've never had a business or they've paid employees. Never in their life, no. So, so. How, 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 and, I, and I'm going to ask this, this is going to be probably rather rhetorical and slightly a dumb question to ask. Maybe. But when you, you're sitting here talking about meritocracy. Dylan, Dylan, uh, Dylan, 
There's no dumb questions. That's a lie. Only dumb people. That's the, well, <laughs> hi. Oh. Um, <laughs> you're talking, and for us, like, obviously, you know, anything merit-based and things like that, like, this, for, you know, like, Steven and myself and, and a lot of folks listening, that, that's a fantastic idea. You sounds great. You, you know this is not going to fly it, it, as far as the, in the current society we live in where merit-based anything doesn't exist because now you're starting to encringe and impose on the whole equity front that's moving through the, the, the nation. So, yeah, I, I was, I came from a not predominantly wealthy family. Let's just put it in a nice way mm -hmm. um, from a not happy household uh, growing up into being in the military to after the military, practically being homeless, almost being a 22 a day vet. But and hold on, but you're a white guy. You're a white guy, sir. How you have white privilege. You, I'm a white guy from the hood. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I have, whoever believes that you have the right to the equal outcome you're devoid of any gen general common sense and practical knowledge of how the world works. Yeah. You're, I will give anybody, I don't care what you look like. I work in construction. It's predominantly a male field. Why? Because it's long hours. You're out in the sun. It's hot. And guess what? Most women don't want to do it. But guess what? Have I hired women before? Absolutely. And some of them worked out quite well. Right. Better if you're willing to do the That's work, right. I'm going to pay you what you're worth. I don't care what your gender is. I don't care what your sex is. I don't care what your ideologue is. If you show up on time, do the work I tell you to do. Don't bitch. Don't complain and collect your paycheck. We're going to have a kosher relationship. And that's how the world works. That's how it should work anyway. Generally speaking, and, yes, I agree. And if you don't like that, if you don't like the way that, that, that version of the world works, maybe you should <laughs> step out of your little safe space bubble and go explore. <gasps> What? How dare you, sir? Uh, I, I I care not for stupid people's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> his, Suffer not a moron. See, he's like me. His give a damn is completely his bear. His field is barren. It There's is, nothing it is, there. Yes. His, uh, my, my prescription my of give a damn was my, gone. My bank account of IOUs to give has been depleted for years. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, you lose them once you become and go into the military. <laughs> Something happens, and I think you're gonna have to. It gets siphoned off, and you can never get them back, no matter what you do. I think it's the peanut butter shots. It might be. Oh, stop it! <laughs> you keep talking like you know what that pain no, is. No, 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 I don't, and that's the thing. But you do, and every it's time I say it, let me forget. Let me call it right. Every it's time I say pain. you react, and it's just the best part. very uncomfortable. It's like half your body paralysis for like three days. <laughs> yeah, it's That's really good. weird. That's and you can feel the lump. Have. That's the weird part about it. It's not uh. like it's not like it's like having a golf. Yeah. If, if you could imagine a golf ball implanted into your ass, but butt there's cheek, yeah. yeah, but there's no pain. It's fluid. It's yeah, it's <clears> fluid, <throat> and it's just like, it's, like you know, you know where they always say to like, oh, you need to rub the shot whenever you get the flu shot. Like you better rub that peanut butter shot, or else yes. you're gonna be hurt next day. Yes. Like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Sit there and just rubbing your ass the entire time. And you could like, always tell you could always tell the guys who didn't because you would see them later. Tough it out. They would. And they would get in trouble and, and all of like the drill sergeants and the instructors and all them would turn around and instead of making them, you know, do push ups or do whatever, you know, like everybody else, yeah. they would make them sit. Oh. 
It's, it's, oh, God awesome. bless America. That takes me back 20 years. Anyway. <laughs> See, that's why I bring it up. Just to kind of throw it out there. You're just an ass. I know. That's why. It's, well, oh. I got to find some way to have fun. One of the other things we haven't talked about, and this is going to probably go without saying. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what about guns? I mean, I am probably the <laughs> most Second Amendment advocate there is in the world. He's a Marine and he's anti-gun. No. <laughs> Thank God you're not. Like I, the way, the way I see it is that if I can afford it and I'm willing to pay the taxes on it and I have the ability to keep it safely and I'm a long body citizen, if I want to buy an M1 Abram, I should be able to buy an M1 Abram and put it in my backyard. I, if I want a 50 cal on a turret on my roof and in a Mark 19 on the other end. I should be able to have those. I yes. don't, don't disagree. I completely If you can afford agree. it, why can't you get it? And I pay the taxes on it. I legally, well, I, I don't believe in the class three licenses. I think that's stupid. I I draw the line with ICBMs and and JDAMs and bunker busters and stuff like that. I, I draw the line at that. Okay. That the, the National Guard can have that. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have the, gotta give them something. Have, yeah, pass, pass along, pass along. Give them something. Because well, the whole point of having an armed society is to create a polite society but also to create a society to protect against totalitarian and fascist rule and right. dictatorship yep. yep like like and and people who make the argument i don't know if you know this but you can use this and it's a slam dunk for the gun debate um what's the argument you always hear for the gun debate i was like oh well, the founding fathers only use black rifle or black powder muskets they didn't know what a fully automatic weapon was there's no way they could have known Right, that's usually the argument the lefty makes. Yeah, it is the dumbest yep. argument in life. But yeah, so so here's two points you can argue with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that's true, then why does the Fifth Amendment protect against electronic wiretaps? I find it much more fallible that the founding fathers knew what electric wiretap was than what a fully automatic weapon was. Also, caveating on that, because I can make that statement, is because the first quote unquote fully automatic weapon, which was the predecessor to the Gatling gun, was called the Polk gun, which was patented in 1707. Right. First first model was made in 1941. Yeah. I believe. 41, 42, somewhere in that range. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. that's that's 30, 40 years from from, from when it was manufactured and 76 years, or 70, 70 years prior to our revolution that there was knowledge that you could do a full cycle crank and shoot more than one round a minute. Yeah. So that's the argument for anybody who's listening that you want to squash the gun debate. There you go. There's two good points right there. Yeah. They weren't morons. The founding fathers were not morons. Just, just contrary go, to popular belief. Just once again, we, we talked about this on the show the other day. You can literally go read their letters and <laughs> journals, which they left and people kept. And now they're tucked away in historics, uh, in, in uh, generally in private, private hands, but they're available to read online half the time. Oh yeah, and, and you can figure out how smart they actually were. Well, I mean, a lot of them, a lot of them also, even though some of them were dead before they, they implemented and whatnot. Right, but, I mean, yeah. a lot of their papers were held with the with the Library of Congress. Yes, and I mean, when you think about it, like okay, they're not that smart. Okay, answer me this. Who else do you know that at the by the age of 14 could speak seven different languages, knew how to translate the Bible back and forth d- 10 different yeah. ways, yeah. Uh, also was uh, was already <laughs> on their own in the middle on of nowhere. On their own in France as, a, uh, as, as an a, American. Yeah. 
as an ambassador as an ambassador and, and to a, survey for, for America the wilderness well, back then back then age of 14 you're expected to know how to handle your business exactly well yep. yeah you were supposed to know how to handle handle your business by now about 10 now we have 25 year old college <laughs> graduates who don't know how to tie their shoelace without velcro yes and also have never ever had a real job oh biden yeah my, i mean i i mean my first job Bernie was Sanders. the military yeah <laughs> That was my second job. No. Also makes sense. That was my third job. Yeah, see, I did sports year round. So I, I was I was baseball wrestling. I did martial arts uh, year round. So I was always doing something, traveling, doing some kind of competitions or whatnot. But so I didn't really work during like school years. I did mow yards and stuff like that for cash if I wanted extra money and whatnot. But I didn't like go work at McDonald's. My first real job was going to boot camp. That's nice. okay. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, uh, well, I can't. Everybody say that makes sense. No, yeah, I. No, that makes a lot of sense. Too. I, I was, I worked at Food Lion. I worked at AutoZone. Uh huh. And then I went into the Navy. Nice. That was it. That was nice. And then it's been hell ever since. Um, well, uh, you know, that's your own fault. Okay, so uh, we've talked a little bit about uh, about spending here. We talked about guns a little bit. What about? Subsidy programs, uh, tariffs, uh, import-export banking, and things like that. How do you feel about this sort of subject? Like, where where's your mindset really when it comes to? So I know I know a lot of the the the, the full like Libertarian Party individuals don't like tariffs, um, but they do serve a purpose in certain instances. Okay. I am a free market capitalist. I do believe that free and fair trade as much as possible should be allowed. But there has to that has, that that comes with certain criteria. Um, we need to know that our business partners are going to honor the same agreements. We know they're not we're not going to steal our intellectual property. They're going to mm-hmm. they're going to treat us as as fair and fair partners on the international market. Sure. Um, so there is there are certain things. Um, I mean, I, I think that embargoes and sanctions and, and tariffs and whatnot to protect our farmers and our hard labor workers here in the u.s is a good thing i think if you're taxing the tariffs and everything that's counterintuitive to benefiting us then that's stupid but i think that's a pretty common thing the common sense approach Mm -hmm. um but there's some there's also ways you can you can mitigate having to do tariffs and everything as well like for example a lot of people don't know but like china is buying up our farmland here in the united states like it's nobody's business yeah that's weird well my issue is is listen i would put farmland being able to feed our people as part of a national resource yeah you can you can't sell it off of our uh requirement for national security so what I would do is I would try to push a bill that would make it farmland in general falls now into the same protection and guidelines as our grid, our electric grid and infrastructure. Uh huh. Okay. Which doesn't allow foreign entities to own or invest in those fields. So essentially what it is is it keeps the farmland in American hands. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense because it should. And that's a way to do that by mm-hmm. that's a way to do that without having to do tariffs and having to do sanctions, having to do all this stuff. That's a legitimate way you could protect American interests without having to use those other methods. Okay, all right. Uh, so what that, about that was a roundabout answer to your question? That yeah. I answer you. 
No, no, that's that. It's a roundabout answer, but yes, it, it uh, for tariffs it makes sense. How you, what you explained, you you basically want to have some sort of guarantee, some sort of balance to say, okay, we want a fair trade, and if we want a fair trade, then we have to have consequences, and that makes sense to that to that degree. And then, yeah, I, I would also agree that yeah, our our farmlands here in America should not be bought up by uh, China. I, well, I'm not just the farm line too. Like, I don't think any of our land should be bought up by any government. <clears throat> I don't think it should be allowed. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. By any government. I'm, any clear, government. I'm including we're, we're ours. One, we're one yeah. of the few countries. Yeah, we're, we're one of the few countries that allows other national entities to own land in our country. Like, if you as an individual, you can go own land in whatever country you want to move to or right. whatnot, or you can own property in those lands or whatever. Sure. But as a corporation, you can't, you as a corporation can't go buy land in Scotland to build whatever the hell you want without paying the, the people their, their, their due, their rights and their, you know, yeah. their dues. Yeah. And usually it's and not a very uh, hard regulations involved in that. Yeah. Too. I was going to say it's, it's usually, it's not just you simply walk in and go here, here's your millions of dollars or whatever. It's usually something that will be, as long it's, as you have it, you will continue you to pay it it's it's this okay so the best example because you use scotland the best example is trump trying to get a golf course in scotland yeah <laughs> when he tried to make a build a yeah. golf course in scotland that did not go over well because they already had no, one that's where it started no golf course here it's, they already had one. It's where, it's where golf started. They're like, we don't need any more, dude. We got this. <laughs> the hell's the point? No, no that wasn't it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. He's a moron. That makes sense. The bloody wanker. <laughs> Your idea makes sense. How you think about it makes sense. Um, some people may disagree, but that's fine. No. Uh, domestic subsidy programs. That's mm. something we didn't mm. quite hit on. So, uh, you, you know, you're talking about like food stamps, like welfare, yeah, yeah, yeah. food stamps, Medicaid, welfare. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I believe that if I, I in my, a perfect world, I would want to eliminate the entirety of the welfare state. Okay. But that's not realistic. Yeah. That's not really. And that, that's just me in a realistic world. I like to have everybody have a job. No one's suckling on the government teat. That's the ideal utopia for me. Mm-hmm. Imagine <clears throat> Realistically, that won't happen. People. So, so I do believe, though, that if you are collecting WICs, you are collecting uh, uh, welfare, you should be required to do a minimum of 20 hours of some kind of service, picking up trash on the road or whatever it is, doing something to earn those benefits or applying while applying for jobs. I could even see giving some subsidies for if you have a job, but it's a low paying job in a high income area or a high tax area and whatnot. Uh-huh. Okay. But, but you have to show proof that you're working, you're punching a time card. And if the benefits outweigh more than a set percentage of what you're earning, then you also need to do some volunteer hours. Okay. Like right. you need to contribute to society to suckle on the teat. You're not going to sit back, get fat and nasty watching South Park on reruns and collecting $3,000 a month. Gotcha. Well, so, um, would you, what about some kind of like a, or like a, would you include a, re, a retroactive program in that as well? Kind of like unemployment is, I mean, granted, it's not a federal thing. It's more of the, it, it's based off of the companies, but I digress is, you know, let's say that, you know, I'm, I'm work 20 years doing something and I get laid off, which 
you know, had has happened. happened. It, it has, has happened recently. That's unemployment's and, for. No, I know that. And that's, but that's what I'm saying. Let's, let's, but would you, would you, because I've paid dues to something. Do you know does, you unemployment, see what is different. Un, unemployment is different than whatever you, unemployment is your money. You yeah, I agree. But I, I was, you were talking before though. Are you on, saying when the unemployment money is run out? No, no, no. What I was saying, what you, cause you were mentioning that if, if you're going to be on, WIC or food stamps or what have you that you kind of have to be, you know, putting an effort, which I'm, I'm all for, you know, you work at it and you, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yes. But uh, if you get laid off or you get fired or something catastrophic happens, it do, would, what do you think about having a retro, not a, a huge thing, but like a little bit of a retro, hey, you've, you know, you have worked for 20 years and contributed similar to what is it like Medicaid? Is it Medicaid that does that? What's the program I'm thinking of that, or is it Social Security? I think that's Social Security. That Whatever one that you contribute to and you can kind of get later if you yeah. choose to. Supposedly. Yeah. Allegedly. When you're retiring Allegedly. age, Social Security. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of going like a, because my brain goes, because I've, I've been there before where you would not only lose your job, but it's like a, you know, a catastrophic thing where it's like you're sick or you're laid up for, you know, car accident or, or whatever. And you're literally starting back at ground zero. I'm just you know, curious. I'm just throwing that, this out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For something for something like that, where you've shown like you have worked for 20 solid years, you've paid your income taxes, you've you've you're collecting unemployment, you were injured on the job for whatever reason, and we all know if you do a workman's comp claim, they're going to fire you. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, so no, I can see something part of that welfare or whatever to to because that person has a proven track record of picking themselves up and actually doing something with their lives. I also would like to see part of the program where if you're on welfare for let's say a year and you've been doing the volunteer hours and whatnot, and you've been getting uh, well, I applied for this job, but they turned me down. I applied for this job. Well then after that year, guess what? We're going to give you a job. Yeah. It may not be a nice job, but we're going to give you a job. We'll still, we'll continue to pay until you make enough hourly or whatever it is till we can move you into somewhere where you don't have to be on welfare anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you get fired from that job, we'll give you another job. And if you get, and you get three strikes, we'll give you three jobs. If you, if you in that in year of us trying to get you employed to get off of welfare and you just are lazy and just don't want to do the job because you just want to suck on the teeth after the third strike, you're cut off completely. Nice. Okay. So a three strike rule. I'm down. I like baseball. Hmm. And it's and it's given and it's given it's given over like a twelve month period. Yeah. So it's not like it's a a one week. Oh, you have to do this and you have to hold. No, it's like we'll give you twelve months and three tries to get you back on your feet. But after that, you're on your own. Yeah, that makes I, a lot of sense. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. <sighs> this has been fun, and we still have a whole other question. Like one of the bigger ones that I we were trying to get to, and we were out of time. We'll have to push it over to the other side. I think we'll have to because this is a good one. Yep. So for all of you guys that are out there on the uh, interwebs and on the radio side, we'll see you tomorrow night. But for you defenders out there, if you want to hear more from Max, if you want to hear some stories that we have and maybe get some of his input on it, go over to our website, doaeshow.com. It's doaeshow.com. Yep. Sign in. Sign up. Sign up. Yeah. First off, if you're not, sign up. It's five bucks a month, 50 bucks a year, or 50 or. bucks a year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you get a shirt with that, plus you get an access to a whole nother hour after the normal show. And that's just to begin with. We've got ideas for tons of stuff down the road as things go, but 
That's just a good start. That's just the start. A whole extra hour that you get to hear that no one else does. Right. com. Sign up to be a Fender, $5 a month or $50 a year. That's right. Oh, for those of you that are going to be gone, we're hanging out with, again, it was Max Beckwith. Yep. Um, you can reach him at uh, max4congress.net. Check his stuff out. It seems strong. Check him out, guys. Otherwise, we'll see y'all, the rest of y'all tomorrow. Bye. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.